Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Drew. And we're going to talk with you. Carson. Carson. Dude. We're doing questions of love part two. Guys, our most popular episode is episode two. Yeah. Where we... Not by viewership, though. By listen time. Yes. It's the only episode that people have listened through the longest amount of time. Yeah. And it was probably my favorite to make. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Uh, New York Times, 36 questions that lead to love. We went over probably seven or eight of them, but we wanted to tackle a few more today. Yeah. But before we start, Drew, how was your week? Um, Good. I hung out with a lot of people. We, I got kind of, we kind of finished our job, so I don't have a job anymore. Okay. Um, my, one of our coworkers, I'm not going to say his name, um, power washed some penises on the concrete and, uh, we ended up spending almost an entire day trying to clean them up. Wait, he, Okay. Like, he power washed okay, so yeah, yeah, close yeah. that it, like, indented into the concrete. Wow. <laughs> and so we were, like, trying to get it off, and our boss was calling them units. She was like, we need to get those units. And it's, like, on the walkway <laughs> between the two buildings oh my at a gosh. hotel. So Genius for some. And he, and he left the week before. It's like he'd been there for, like, two weeks, and he left the previous week. So mm. he didn't have to endure what we went through, and then we got laid off. Well, not laid off, but we just didn't have jobs anymore at the end of the day, and we were, it was supposed to be one more week. Some speculate things. I don't know what happened for sure, but we got we got pineapple coasters. So that's pretty good. That's always a plus. And Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we got a free Chick-fil-A meal. Dude, I, I have a story, and it's a beautiful story. Uh, you know how I collect Pokemon cards? Yeah. Or I did, and now they're just in a binder. Yeah. Dude, Jonah Fisher, shout out to Jonah, found um, one of those, found a Charizard. Oh, yeah. On the ground. It was like one of those more rare types. You know what I'm saying? Older. Yeah. And, dude, I I took it home, and I went to look for my binder, and I couldn't find it. And it was gone. And I, dude, I searched everywhere for it. And then today I was in my room and I looked at the bookshelf and I realized I put it, our bookshelf, you know, how it's like shelves for the books, but ours has like yeah. a top shelf that's like tiny and no books can fit in. So I naturally hit the binder in there uh-huh. and that's why I couldn't find it. But then Did I you put it like it. vertical, horizontal, no, I, mean? I put it, yeah, I put it horizontal, like slid it in. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And let me tell you. It was such a relief. Such a relief. And did you take a picture? Dude. Should have taken a selfie. I should have taken a selfie. Those moments, we take those moments for granted, but they're that's what makes life beautiful is those moments. When you find something you lost. It's true. Okay. Word of the week. Before I, we dive in. Yeah, it's that looks like a good one right there. I actually wanted to check this one out. That looks like a good word. Let's let's look this up. Okay. Hmm. 
So, the word of the week is glib. G L. Go ahead and push the pronunciation button. I just want to hear Google say it. Yeah, it's a glib. I I just it was good. I knew you should we quick learn how to pronounce it. (laughs) No, dude. So it's an adjective of words or the person speaking them. Fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. Hmm. So, so it's like it, you understand the word, and it's loud enough, but it's like sarcastic and mean. So it's some. So when when it's a word like this, it's nice to look at some of the slick synonyms. Slick, pat, what? <laughs> Neat, plausible. <laughs> Silky, but I feel like it's none of those. It's more like smooth talking. Yeah, I feel like it'd be smooth talking. Yeah, because you're trying to like say something to like maybe get out of a situation. Yeah, and you're like, dude, Joe's kind of a glib guy. Is that how you would use it in a sentence? (laughs) (laughs) It says right here is an example. She was careful not to let the answer sound too. Oh, it's like defining like a phrase or a word. Yeah, so like. The word poop is glib, but I mean, I, that's that's not a good example, but that's just... I don't think so. <laughs> I know poop isn't glib, but I'm just using it in a sentence. That's how, That would... You know, I, I'd love to touch on this one more. Like, but... you could say poop is fluffy, and that, like, makes sense grammatically, but it's not true. I don't think that's what it's saying. I think what it means, like, when it says insincere and shallow, like, maybe something that's glib is your saying something good about somebody like in front of them Mm -hmm. and using all these big words to impress and stuff, but you really don't care about them. You know what I'm saying? Or like maybe you're just using it to get like gain some clout with that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's more of like, this is the longest convo I've had about a word and it's the shortest word we've had. So dude, should we just hop right in? I'm that was a fun glib, dude. Dude, I'm thinking we just hop right in. Let me make sure. I'll keep an eye on the time. Dude. What's up with time? Are you worried about it? Yeah, because it's it'll st- auto stop after thirty minutes. Oh, yeah. you're just gonna like keep the time updated? Yeah, dude. Stop. Okay. The New York Times, January 9th, twenty fifteen, by Daniel Jones. The thirty six questions that lead to love. We have already done a few, but guys, we wanted to give you some more. Love. And again, Drew and I, I don't feel like we really were a match last time, but hey, maybe we didn't get the right questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we didn't do the actual test because if we would have done them all in order and yeah, sat across from each other and looked in each other's eyes and everything. But I also think it's not necessarily this order. I think it's just, and I don't necessarily. I think, think it is about the order. I don't know. Maybe. I think it is. I guess we'll find out. Dude. Let's hop into question seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Yeah. Do you want to explain? I think I'm going to be doing something like some sort of like probably like fall off a cliff because I'm kind of stupid when it comes to getting high up and stuff and uh, I, I'm probably going to be in those situations a lot, like being getting high up. I know that. 
My dad stopped you one time, and you still don't think you were close to the edge. I wasn't. But well, I was close to it, but I wasn't. I wasn't being stupid. Teaches, in my opinion, (laughs) teaches own. I was close to it, but I was laying on my chest. Yeah, there's no way I could have slid off. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I get that it was slanted down a little bit. It was like slanted down like this, though. That's a flat. That's a ninety degree angle. (laughs) No, see how there's a slight slant in my arm, but you just adjusted. I know. I was adjusting it to how it is. Oh yeah. Okay. It's all. It's all good, dude. It's all good, dude. Dude, I was fine, dude. My hunch. (laughs) You have a hunch about how you're gonna die. So. No, but I do think that when. I do think I I do think I'll know. It's probably gonna be like heart disease or cancer. I think I'll know when I'm gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of the around the time. Like when? When will you know? Probably right before it happens. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's all the hunch I got. I mean, sure, but dude, maybe Jesus comes. But do you think you'll start to feel it? Like, like maybe when you're like seventy, you'll be like, I wonder if I'm gonna make it to eighty. Genetically, I should make it to 80, but okay, it's not always about genes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's stuff that happens. Dude. Bad diets, whatnot. I'd, consider, I'd say I have a pretty good diet, though. I know. I'm and just both saying. you and I exercise, so I think we'll be good right now. But yeah. it is important in the future, I think, to keep doing that. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. Can't stop on that grind. All right. Do you want to do number nine or do you want to go down? Yeah, let's a do bit? number nine. Okay. Joe? For what in, lo- in your life do you feel most grateful? Dude, I think I gotta. I think I gotta say it's my family. Is your family pretty awesome? And that's like one of. It's kind of a cliche answer. I'd also say God. But, you know, like, not everyone believes in God, but I do, and I'm grateful that I do believe in Him, because it gives more of a meaning mm-hmm. to why I'm here, you know what I'm saying? And in terms of family, um, there's that saying, your friends will leave, but your family won't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're always with, your family's always going to be there, and I'm lucky to have brothers and sisters, and parents that love me and help me and give me opportunities to succeed and I think that's something that we often take for granted and family doesn't just have to be your immediate I'd also say my grandparents my relationships with my cousins you know aunts and uncles like I'm I'm grateful for all of them because they all while it's my immediate family that I'm closer to they all give something that's worth having. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about you? Um, I'd say, like, well, the only reason I wouldn't say God is because um, everyone has God. Like, I mean, we were born, like, our belief, though, is, like, that we were born, like, here, that we're lucky to be born here with 
growing up with God, you know? Yeah. But, like, everyone kind of has God over them in their life, you know? Like, they're not, not everyone knows him, but you know what I'm saying? I No, I get what you're saying. Like I'm, it, sure, I'm sure people... Like, listen. and I am grateful for him, but, like, everyone has that, so I feel like it's not as specific to me. So something more specific is just, like, being born in the U.S. I just really, like, just being born in, like, a first world country, like, just, like, gives me lots of opportunities to, like, do things I want and, like, I don't know, I'm just super grateful that, like, we have money to be able to travel and that I can have aspirations and dreams to and, like, have technology in my life and stuff just because of that. Dude, super, super true. So that's that's something I'm for most sure. grateful for. For sure. That's a good one, too. It was really good. Um. Okay. I think... I think we should do number 12... Easy. Is that be a real ability? But, but at the same time, I wonder if... We should do 12. Yeah, we should do 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Okay, my first... I, I have a question about this question. Go for it, dude. Is it... Can it be like a supernatural ability? I think we should throw everything on the table. Then uh, if I if I could wake up with one quality or ability, it would be the ability to manipulate time for sure. But like, would it be your time or would it be everybody's time? Well, I could like like my time would like like basically I don't age. If I froze time, I wouldn't age. Time would just be frozen, and everyone else freezes except me. You know what I mean? And then if I fast forward time or rewind time. um, Well, no, I'd say I don't want to be able to rewind or fast forward. Just pause and unpause. So basically if it's pause, I don't age. And like just that would just help with a lot of things. Like say it's time to wake up and you didn't get enough sleep. So you just freeze time, finish sleeping, take your time, get ready then unfreeze time and you're good to go i get what you're saying and then like you, you forgot to do a homework assignment just freeze time hook it up say you're getting old you're about to die you just want to learn a lot of stuff you just go freeze time and like read every book in the library or something and then like unfreeze it and i also think in terms of time manipulation like would that include because I've always wondered this. Like, if one person had the ability to change their time, like, would everyone else be oblivious to it? Like, let's say you wanted to slow down time. Mm-hmm. Would it just be your – so everyone's time is just the same, but, like, your 24-hour might just feel a little bit different than everybody else's or something. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mean, like, our perception of time? It's like I would perceive time as slower? Well, kind of, but it would actually be slower for you. You know what I'm – like, if that makes sense. But, like – would people be able to tell I was moving slower? No. No. 
How does that work? Dude, I don't know. It's just some time shit that I was, I was thinking of. That's really whack. I don't know, man. Like, you, you're just moving at the same speed as everybody. Like, I can make my day 36 hours, but it's actually just a 24-hour period. Weird. I don't, I don't get it, but... Dude, it makes you sense. Got some, you got some weird... It makes sense in my mind. But I kind of see where you're coming from, but I don't see how it would work. Dude, it's all good. It's okay. You know what is crazy, though? Batman's sleep schedule. Like, he sleeps for, like, six hours and 15 minutes or something, and then he takes... Or no, I messed that up. It's so like, he's awake for, like, five hour and 45-minute intervals, and then he takes, like, a... I forgot if it's 15-minute nap or a 30-minute nap. He takes that nap. And then he wakes up and then he does another like five to six hours. I can't remember exactly. Basically, he only sleeps like like an hour to an hour and a half a day. But because it's spread out and stuff, like he has enough sleep. It's that would weird. suck though. I know, but people did it on YouTube. Like people, and if you, once you get in the groove of it, you can't get out or else... You're totally jacked up You'll for a die. while. <laughs> Once you're in, there's no going out. And if you miss like a to- like a like a power nap, then you're screwed for the Dude. next day. Shoot. Um. So if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Straight up, I think it would be the ability of complete. Like, mind over body. Like, complete self-control. You know what I'm saying? Dang. I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's practical in terms of life. Like, dude, that cookie looks really good. But then, you know, you shouldn't have it. And mind over body, dude. And you're just like, I don't need it. Like, you want your mind to control your actions, not your actions to control your mind. Exactly, yeah. Just total self-control. I feel like that would be... That's definitely something... Do we have to learn how and to do? I think everybody lacks that to an extent because mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. So that's just part of human nature. But I feel like if you were able to control that, like have that amount of self-control, you would be wildly successful. And I feel like the most successful people do have that extra level of self-control. But it's just my thought on it. Yeah, that's cool. That's definitely cool. Okay. What does friendship mean to you? Okay. Wait, am I going first or should you go first? Oh, I guess it's me going first. Do you want to ask it then? What does friendship mean to you? Dude, friendship. I feel like a friend can constitute as many things, but... I feel like to show what a friend is, you got to show what it's not as well. You know what I'm saying? So a true friend, like a real friend, um, just all about picking you, picking you up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't say friends can't give you a hard time because that's their job. You know, they keep you in check and they should. But friends, friendship is about setting out with the best intentions for other people. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So whether that's a 
it might appear positive or negative to your friend's perspective. But like, for example, telling your friend, dude, you shouldn't be drinking underage at this party. Like, that's just not a good idea. Like something like that, where even though lots of people might be doing it, you know, just having that good influence can really go a long way and it can affect people's lives and how they turn out. And I think just being kind, you know, because everyone goes through their own bullcrap. Everyone's got their own issues. And I think having a friend that's compassionate and, you know, willing to help you out any way they can or just at least support you. Yeah. They don't have to solve – they shouldn't – your friend shouldn't have to solve your problems, but they should support you through them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, just kind of like a Christ-like figure or just mm-hmm. a good example. Yeah. That's pr- that's what I'd say about it. Yeah. Um, so I'd say friendship. Like, I think friends are the family you choose, you know, like. Dude, that was a quote right there. <laughs> like, Shoot. It's like something that you're going to find on your mom's frame quote board or whatever yeah like i just like because your friends are like the people and for some people it's harder to make friends for whatever reason you know they're shy or whatnot but like when you find people that you connect with and you enjoy being around like that that can turn out to be a powerful connection if they're not toxic and stuff and and like you can become like a better version of yourself because a lot of times friends are similar to you in ways that um your family isn't like usually like your family is similar to you like they look similar and they have similar beliefs and whatever and sometimes that's not true but like usually your friends are the different aspects of you and they say you're the average of the five people you hang out with so they need to be people that you want to be like yeah and you need to constantly be trying to better yourself and also friends like say you invite some people to go do something with you like say like go have a birthday party in a limo or something So you invite some friends to do that with you and then say the limo breaks down and the limo driver dies. Like just the worst case scenario for prom. Like that would suck super bad. And like, but real friends aren't going to make it harder for you and put all of that like bad on you. Like, like they're not going to be upset with you for bringing them to that. Like, basically just, like, good people. Like, people that aren't going to make situations harder than they have to be. It's the people that help push the limo instead of staying inside. Exactly. It's the people that come out and they help you push it. Dude, the limo pushers. Yeah. Are f- Those are good yeah, friends. Those are good friends. And, and, like, just, like, showing that they care in any way. Just, like, small little things just go a long way. Yeah, like, you don't got to buy your, you don't got to buy your homie flowers, dude. Like, that's kind of... I mean, you can, though, but... Yeah, but, like, it doesn't have to be like that. But, like, maybe just a text being like, dude... How's it going? How are you doing? You know... I just want to let you know, like, you're a really good friend to me, and I, like, appreciate 
like just hanging out with you. We need to hang out soon, you know? Dude, Drew. Just want to say I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, dude. You're a good friend. For sure. That was awesome. Gotta kiss the homies. We didn't just kiss. <laughs> a nice little backpack. Okay, what what's the next one? What should we do? Um Dude. Okay. I'll ask you first. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? My mom. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude. Probably just, like, when someone else is really serious about something, I don't, honestly, for me, there's no line that I don't joke about. Like, I'll joke about whatever. But it just depends on the people you're with because, like, and especially if someone's talking, if someone's seriously telling you about something, don't crack a joke. Because it'll make them angry. <laughs> and don't joke about things that can't be changed. Like like if someone has like a weird ear or something, like don't make a joke even behind their back about their weird ear. Because yeah. and like just anything that can't be fixed, like I don't know. And even like things that can be fixed but that are harder, like like weight issues and stuff are just hard to um that's just hard to like you shouldn't joke about that stuff and I just like anything and don't joke about other people that you're not close with like especially people that you're higher than it's like don't joke about people that are younger than you and they're well not significantly younger than you but yeah. like a couple years i think it's okay but. Well, it depends on how close you are with them. Like, if you're, if you say, say you're hanging out at school with like a bunch of senior friends, and then you like are talking to a freshman, and you just make a little sarcastic joke or you something, just, you just put them down. Yeah, like, like it's like for me, it's okay to put my friends down, and I'm okay if they put me down. But like, I, I don't think it's cool to put down someone that's a, a lower bracket than you in front of. I don't know. It's just hard. So kind of an interesting point you're bringing up. I think there are lots of sensitive people. Yeah. But what I don't think people, what I think people don't really understand is I was watching this video and I don't think it was Bill Burr. It might've been him. Um, he was getting kind of hashed at a little bit for like a joke. He said mm -hmm. that was deemed inappropriate or something like that. But all he said was comedy Comedy's funny because it allows us to take something that's horrible or something that is difficult for people to deal with mm -hmm. and just like put a spin on it, put yeah. a twist on it that can make it something enjoyable. And that's one thing about life is like you can't – life sucks if you can't learn to laugh at yourself. Like, like even when I'm by myself, I was running the other day and I just like was looking at – something across the street and I just ran into a pole Dude. and it hurt super bad. And like my, my knee jerk reaction was to look around and see if anyone saw, cause I was embarrassed. But then I was like, who cares? And I just started laughing. No, dude, yeah. Dude. It was like, I was back when Reams was 
still around. Yeah. They had these um, animal masks that you put around your whole head. And I was wearing a horse mask and you could only see out of the two nostrils way up front. <laughs> and so I was walking and directly in front of you is you can't see. And I seriously, I'm not kidding. Walked head first into a pole, just in like a beam. Yeah. And dude, I just laughed. Yeah. And it feels so freeing. Like, cause you're just so worried about it. Like, dude, that was so stupid. What? You, but then you just turn it into a joke and it, life just is so much easier that way. And uh, so apparently from what I've, so uh, there's like three types of jokes and the only two I remember are like the two I, like that kind of stick jokes. It's like when you want people to like you, mm-hmm. you don't joke about or make fun of other people in your jokes because yeah. because you might get a good reaction from other people in that area mm-hmm. but that person like that you're making fun of that you're putting down like he's gonna have or she's gonna have a hard time respecting you or dealing with that and so i always find a lot of the best jokes or a lot of best comedy is when you kind of put yourself down a little bit yeah and again if you can learn to laugh at yourself those moments become a lot easier but you have to truly do it because one thing a lot of people do that that people can tell is when you don't truly accept a personal flaw. Like say you're, you think you're ugly. Like you have a weird nose. I don't know why I keep coming up these weird things, but so say you have a weird looking nose and you just, you you have Squidward's nose. You wake up and just Squidward's nose is attached to your face. Like, and you're super sad about it. Like, like it's all you think about is how weird your nose looks. And then when you're in a conversation, you just drop a joke about like, how that mask Squidward, test. how Squidward wishes he had your, or how you wish you had Squidward's nose because your nose is gross, or you wish yeah. you had, or you say something like, know. "Dude, that math test sucked. He was almost as bad as this nose." Yeah, but you're talking about your own nose. But but it's like, if you don't accept your nose, then the people can tell, and they're not. Then it makes people uncomfortable. It's like like. Like if a middle-aged woman makes fun of how much she eats or something, those jokes aren't funny because you know they're freaking upset about how they eat too much or something. But when Kevin Hart makes fun of how he's short, it's freaking funny. Yeah, so, and again, just to kind of, like, kind of close this question, again, all I'm saying is I think I think jokes are always funny Yeah. unless – it's at the expense of a single person, and and honestly, you can joke at the expense of me, and I won't care. Well, and that's that's unless you're like someone I that like I look up to, like or it's like really really insulting. Like if it was like a teacher, I would be like kind of like what or like or like I don't know, just like someone in charge of me. Yeah, and like if my parents were always making jokes that put me down, like that's hard, especially if you're a little kid and you don't understand, but. Like, people at the same level, I don't care if they make fun of me, as long as they're okay with I make fun of them. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, and I again, I think that's part of friendship, mm-hmm. or even just being an acquaintance with somebody. And I feel like sometimes, when you're meeting somebody that you've never met before, and you crack a nice joke, just about the situation, or about yourself, they can be some of the best icebreakers, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because people... Those are kind of awkward. Like, if you crack a joke about yourself as an icebreaker, that's kind of awkward, I feel like. But, like, about the situation. Yeah, if it's about the situation, 
that you, that bread does break. Because the ice. some people will get uncomfortable if you just walk up, like out of the blue, because mm-hmm. it's people's reaction. And just introduce yourself. It's like it's natural for a person to want to get out of a situation when there's nobody that they know. But if you can make them feel comfortable, yeah, it, it that's like the easiest way to yeah, make someone. Yeah, I was at the, laughing is the easiest way to make someone comfortable. I was at this party on Friday, Dude. and there was this girl that like didn't know anyone she was from corner and it was like an alta party and like like i was like like i felt i would like i was like get talking to all my alta friends because i hadn't seen a lot of them since before quarantine and like but then like there was a time when i was going to get a slice of pizza and she was just chilling by herself in the doorway so i just said hi and stuff but like i have regret for like not putting myself out there more because I feel like because then she was invited to another party that was the next day, but she didn't show and it was like a similar group. So I felt like that if she would have had a friend, if I would have befriended her, like it would have been better, but I didn't. But dude, you live. I forgot her name too. You live and you learn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something I learned, dude. There's someone just by themselves. You just got to, Bring them into the convo. Bring well, them into especially, the group. especially because both you and I have been at both ends of that, and we're going to be continually for the rest of our lives. Like there will be times where you'll always be that person that's kind of alone and mm-hmm. doesn't really know anybody, but you'll also be on the flip side. And dude, when you're by your like when you're alone and you don't really know anybody, there's nothing better than a person coming up and being like, "Dude, what's up?" How's it going? Like, and then, oh, let me introduce you to these people. And then yeah. that's like, that's one of the best feelings when you don't know a lot of people. And so I feel like it's better to take advantage of the situations when you do know people to bring in other people that may not. Yeah. But dude, that was a longer subject right there. Yeah, dude. I would have never thought we would have gone there from Tom, jokes. Jokes, man. And then initially when I read that, I was thinking of The Office because I was watching it today. Like Michael Scott talking about how he wants – all he wants is to live in a world where someone can say a funny AIDS joke. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'll wait for that day too. But I don't know. if the, I feel like those jokes can sometimes be a little edgy. Yeah. And – that it might sound wrong, but they can be really funny. No, sometimes. yeah. If I'm with some people, you make AIDS jokes, you know. Yeah, it's whatever. It's and sometimes they can be really funny, even if they're a little. I mean, obviously, but... if like, if like an AIDS person is around, like you got you you shut it. You shut it. You know, because that'll put that person and down. like, and they might joke about it, which would be kind of hardcore. But yeah, that would prob- <laughs> that would probably be the best case scenario. But then you probably still shouldn't, though. Yeah. You should just laugh at their joke. Yeah, that's just that would be bad taste if you kept going about that. Okay. Wow. So basically just common sense with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just have a good moral compass, you know? Drew, I feel like this will be an interesting one. Number 22. Um... Alternate sharing something you consider a positive char- characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. So, like, we just go back and forth. So, should I, I you know, you start. 
Okay. Start on the last question. So I'll just do one and then you, and then we'll go back and forth, right? Okay. Five times. So I think that you, I think the first characteristic is that you are funny. Thanks, Joe. And I know that's kind of, it's kind of a lame one, but that's just the first one that pops in my head. (laughs) And that's kind of what my family thinks too. Like my dad's always like, Drew's a funny guy. He's just a cool, funny guy, Joe. You're lucky that he's your friend. And I'm like, Dad, I know, dude, for sure. <laughs> what? That's so random. Drew's a f- cool, funny guy. I think your dad's a cool, funny guy. Yeah, he is pretty cool and funny. Um, I, I just think, like, one thing that I always think about is that you're just, like, kind. And you're always, like, you're always like focused on making everyone feel like included. And I mean, you went through some selfish phases like in the past, but really feel like you're coming into your own right now and just really just feeling it. So yeah, that's, that's my, this is makes me feel good, man. (laughs) All of you guys should do this with your friends. Like this is awesome. (laughs) Another thing is, and this is something that again, all my family kind of notices You've got like the, you have charisma, but it's like, it's a, it's a kind where I could be in any situation. Like if you're there, dude, I feel comfortable. Like, it's kind of weird. You have like that aura around you. Okay. So like, for example, like if somebody invites me to a party and I don't know anybody, Mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm probably not gonna go like when we when jonah invited me to that party yeah i was like i don't know if i'm gonna go but then you said you were gonna go and then i went because i knew that because when drew's there you just know that there's gonna be no issue like like drew just has that crowd appealing thanks nature man and so i can connect with that a little bit it makes it lets me ease my way into groups of people that i don't really know yeah a little bit easier so okay if that makes sense thanks a lot man dude for sure for sure um um i and then my next characteristic would be that you're just like really um like devoted to like the things that you start like like i feel like whatever you start usually or like whatever you choose to do with your life, you go pretty hard into it. Like, like I feel like soccer is like, like you chose to do soccer. And then like, I remember in middle school you were like running and like back then, like if a kid was running, you were like, what the heck? Like (laughs) running (laughs) who runs, you know? And so, like, we just, I just knew you were insane. Yeah, that's something I need to get back on track on. Yeah, but I remember, I remember, dude. And then you, like, lost all that weight and, like, you just became super athletic and just, yeah, I, I definitely look up to you for that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate that. That's awesome. I think one of the more obvious ones for you is just the brains. Okay. Like, I remember. And I didn't really notice this until we started middle school when I found out you were in zero period math. And I was like, dude, <laughs> those zero period math kids were like next level. 
And they, like everybody knew it. Like, oh, you're, hey, when do you have math? Oh, I have it before school. Dude. <laughs> yeah. You're like next level. And I thought I was next level. It's so stupid. But you, you kind of still are. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know. You're a smart dude. And I respect it because there's some, like, that's a gift, man. Like some people, like for me, math just isn't as entertaining to me. But to you, like, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. You'll talk to me about it, and you're like, Joe, algebra's like solving a puzzle. And I'm like, Drew, I hate solving puzzles, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, but when I went into zero period, like, I felt like all the other kids had, like, all this natural talent. I don't know. I just felt like I was, like, you feel, like, in elementary school, I felt like I was on the smarter end of the spectrum. But then when I got into zero period, I felt like I was closer to the back of the bunch. And then, I don't know, but I still enjoyed it, and I just kept going. But I kind of ended up becoming kind of a class clown in zero period, so I didn't focus as much on every, it. But, every class needs a clown. Come on. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's not what I wanted to be, and I, I, I'm glad I did it, though, and I love math, and I think that, yeah, it's probably going to be a part of my career in my life. So Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, Drew's going to do something with numbers, probably. Yeah, engineering, hopefully. That would be cool. Um, So my third characteristic is uh, that you just, you you have a good uh, frame. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you know. In what way? Like, like you got, like you were, you were like the first kid besides Derek to like get pecs. Remember that? Derek, (laughs) Derek had pecs when we were like five. I swear, dude, that he's a gym. Those gymnasts, they're strong. I envy. But then, but then it was you, and it it was weird. But now it's not weird. It's just cool. Yeah, part of that was the story behind that was my former coach Marco. It, he was my coach when I made it to the premier team. Uh, he, he was me and Will Summerhays, and Marco would do trainings with us when we were on Dave's team. Mm-hmm. And when he got the when he became the premier coach for our age group, he took me and Will, and we were playing number one in the nation for the first. We've played him a few times, and the first time we scored, we scored first, and we were all hyped. We we're like, oh. We're the best. We're going to beat the best team. And then we lost 5-1. Yeah. <laughs> Which in soccer is bad, by the way. Yeah. And um, just totally dominated. Like we had well, the first five minutes were us. And then the rest of it, the rest of the match was just getting hit by a train. It was bad. Yeah. But there was one part where there was a moment in the game when they scored a goal. And they're forward. When the ref's back was turned, he pulled me down. So like I couldn't do anything. He pu- he pushed me down and then ran behind and ran around me and scored, and I was just mad at the ref for not seeing it. But my coach yelled at me. Marco yelled at me for probably five ten minutes after the game about how I'm weak, and I suck, and I need to get better and get stronger. And so I started going to the gym. Like I took it, I took it, I started yeah, taking it, it more hard. seriously. There's two types of people though. Like like my brothers are good examples. JD and Tyler, like. My dad would put Tyler down in baseball, and then he just, like, quit. Well, he didn't quit, but he, like, told my dad, like, not to coach him anymore, and, like, he didn't – 
it wasn't as much of a priority to him, but he still played. And then JD, like, he was like, dude, like when my dad would put him down, he would just go hit the, he would just start like training and crap to be the best. So that's kind of, yeah, that's different personalities. And I think you have that one trait. It's awesome. What is that even called? I I don't know. We, determination? I feel like I already told you you have determination. No, I said like, I don't know. It, it's all good, dude. Um, I think another trait is, dude, it gets harder. Yeah. Because we use like some of the main ones, but I feel yeah. like now I got to go deeper. I think the ability to connect. Like, there's there are some people that you can just tell any, you can tell them everything, you know what I'm saying? Tell them anything. Some of your tight homies, some of your best friends, your parents, probably some of your siblings. Drew's one of those people, though. And most of my friends aren't like that. It's usually family. But I can tell Drew pretty much anything. And I think a lot of that is also because I started, like, when I, after freshman year, I started opening up a little bit more regardless mm-hmm. but i feel like a lot of that like re- there's so, still some things i about myself i won't tell certain people but family and you're one of those people too and i have a few friends that are like that but, yeah but i know that you and me are kind of connected in a yeah and i feel that way about you too like i would tell you everything yeah and and you remember when we told each other about stuff yeah, like that. Our deep secrets, guys. That's that was when it kind of. Yeah, that's that's when I knew. Like, like there's nothing I've really lied to you about since then, and I know that you would. And like you accept me no matter what, you know. Yeah, it's all about. That's another part about great, being great friend is just like no matter what your friends do, you don't give up on them. No, and again, it's it goes back to honesty and just support because again. Drew and I, everybody's got their own stuff again, and it's not your job to fix it, but it's your job to support and do anything you can. Yeah, and you you can share your opinion, but you shouldn't, but you don't have to like, yeah, I don't know. You should should not, I I don't want to change Drew as a person. Yeah. But I just, I do want to be like the best he can be. And so, like, you should voice your opinion. Again, if there's something you disagree with, and what I always, what I'll always say is, I don't agree with it, but if it's something you feel like you need to do or you should do, then you should do it. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I'll always just say. Just like under, trying to understand their perspective and just roll. And even if you can't, just rolling with it and trying to be there for them. Yeah. I think is what you got to do. So For sure. Um, so for my fourth um, thing, you can tell them right now. I went with frame last time. <laughs> <laughs> um. um I mean, I guess you kind of gave me one, like when you said your coach put you down and then you decided to get hit the gym. Like a lot of people would like just get pissed off about it and be like, I don't know. But you can get that. pissed off and do something about it. Or you can get pissed off and yeah, just you, do sad. Like you can use your rage and fuel something good fuel and make yourself better or you can like just sit there and keep it all in 
And I think you're one of the people that takes strong emotions and utilizes them and uh, makes something good out of them. So basically just determined again. <laughs> well, I didn't say determined last time, though. I said yeah. you, I said you go all in on like yeah, things and there's, you do. And again, those they're all like little intricate pieces. And they yeah. all kind of work for the same. Kind of, that's how everything groups together. With all of our all of our traits, I think grouped together in ways that yeah, just make it work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So one more. Um, this one. I mean, I guess I kind of I kind of said it, but no, I'm gonna say it, I likability because there are some people that and I've got lots of friends and I'm like this too. I know I'm a hard person. Like I'm a hard p- personality. Like some people will struggle to get along with me all the time. And I appreciate the ones that stick with me all the time. But Drew is just a likable guy. Like he's one of those people that I don't really get bored, if that makes sense. So Drew could ask me, dude, dude, let's hang out and watch a movie. And I'm like some with some people, I'll just be like, I can just watch a movie by myself at home. But with Drew, I'm like, dude. I'll be there. Like for sure. We're going to watch this movie or Joe, let's go pick up trash around the city. And I'd be like, normally I'd be like, dude, I don't want to do that. I want to stay at home or I want to do something fun. But yeah. if it's Drew, I'll be like, man, I'm, I'll grab some trash bags. Let's, let's make it happen. Like there's certain, there's some people that just have that likability about them. And that might be part, partly about the charisma that I was saying earlier, but Overall likability, you just enjoy being around them, which yeah. I think is also important with friendship. Because if you don't want to be around your friends, then that's <laughs> that's not a good, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So my last one. This is the last one, right? Yeah, dude. All right. So here's what it is. It's um. So basically, you you're like a great friend because you always make me feel like that you care about me. Like just like. Like, just by going out of your way to, like, like just make a connection and, like, reach out or, like, you know, do the podcast with me or whatever. Like, just, I don't know, like, just stupid crap like that. Like, I don't have a lot of friends where, like, I remember when we were kids, like, you were the only friend that would ever initiate hanging out. And, like, that meant a lot to me in, pro- in, like, my mental state. Like, it just really, like, just made me feel good. And, like, yeah. And I think I'd be a different person, like, for the worse if if I, if I you hadn't moved here and been my friend, dude. Dude. That's de- <laughs> making me emotional, bro. <laughs> that's awesome. And I do, I do agree with that. Because I do think at one point or another we were both outcasts. I feel like everyone is an outcast at one point in their life. Yeah. And with me and Drew, like I moved into the ward and I knew Marshall. Shout out to Marshall. Cool guy. Um, But he's the only guy I knew in the ward. And Drew met him through Cub Scouts. I think he's told the story. His mom was the den leader and she made him. I should have learned that lesson from that, like to reach out to – um, the person that's kind of on the outside, you know, yeah, that kind of doesn't really know anyone. And I'm a weird kid. All of you listening know that to an extent. But back in the day, 
like my facial tick was at its peak. I was a little chubby dude making all these weird gestures with my face. And, That's awesome. And I dude, miss it, dude. And then, dude, I wish I could have a conversation with like ten year old or like eight, nine year old Joe. Sometimes, so, and again, sometimes, <laughs> all, so some, especially late at night or during allergy season, my tit gets going a little bit. But there's a picture of you on my DS. I <laughs> there's a picture of you from my tenth birthday when I got my paintball gun. And it's just you holding up my paintball gear, and I'm, like, next to you. <laughs> you look so awesome. And you're, like, wearing this massive coat. Bro. Yeah. Yes. That, was, Dude. that was so legit. That was, yeah. a, that was the worst birthday party ever because we had paintball. <laughs> we didn't think it would hurt that bad because it's a paintball. How is that? that sounds like a, like a, just like a water, small water balloon or something. But it actually hurts a lot. It hurts so bad. <laughs> but um, I, I bet if we went now, it would be a lot more fun. I don't know, because I know it hurts worse than Airsoft. But, like, just our pain tolerance is a little bit higher yeah. now. Yeah. I'm sure we could have a better... And plus, we're, we don't, we're not little 10-year-olds just jiggling around. Dude, that was... Sniped. And then Derek was like... Derek and Colin Webb... Derek Webb and Colin Medina were freaking all in, dude. Laughing and... And me and Joe were just not having it. I dude. was hiding. I was I was like game. I was trying to enjoy it because my dad had just dropped like a few hundred bucks to like pay for it. And so I was like trying to make the best of it, but it wasn't fun. And I still have the gun. I've ne- I've gone one more time with my brother. But I do think and I, I after the after we became like friends we started doing youtube videos oh and that's when it really that's when we blew up man yeah that was good stuff and you know like we everybody has groups they hang out with and everything and i feel like i hang out with lots of different groups but drew always a dependable guy like all and it's not to say like every time I asked to hang out, like we're able to hang out. Yeah, that's not. We did have a falling out for a while, for some reason. That was like, just the like a couple years. Yeah, like a year or so ago, but. But it's all. It's, it's I don't know what happened exactly. I but just I just think it's we just kind of grew apart yeah, for a little bit yeah, and then we and, reunited. And that happens. Like I feel like. And, and I th- I learned a lot during that time, like about what I wanted and who I was. I think. And I think it's important to realize that sometimes you are going to drift away from friends and some of those friends you might not connect with anymore, but like I was lucky, like Drew and I were fortunate that we were able to start hanging out again. I don't remember like when it happened, but we started hanging out a little bit more and then we, we connected hard and then we started hanging out like a lot more again, like kind of, we used to hang out pretty much every probably four or five times a week mm-hmm. back in middle school. And I'd say pre middle school. Yeah. And then it was like more like once or twice a week in middle and that's, school. And that's pretty much what it is now. It's yeah. Which, which is still more than most people. And I think I, I just, obviously we're good enough friends that we're doing this podcast still, even with, listenings yeah and this this podcast has been great for our friendship and like it's been solid yeah it's been great and i think and i think like looking back like just looking at the imprint that i had in high school like everything i created 
Like this is probably going to be one of the biggest things I create in high school besides all my knowledge, but that doesn't really leave like a physical imprint of my existence in that time frame. So like, I don't know. I feel like we're just like, if you, if you look back at our high school years, it'll just seem like Joe and Drew were like talking with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with this particular episode, we appreciate, first off, I just want to give a little thanks to all the people that listen week in, week out. And I say this a couple times, but you guys are for real. Like it's, it's awesome. And being able to see the influence we have. And of course our listens have declined and that's typically no, a normal thing. Yeah, it's fine. But I'm I not mean, even phased. No, I, again, yeah, we're, we're, we're still going to do it. Even if we get one listen a yeah. week, we'll still be doing it. Exactly. But if you guys, this is going to sound thirsty, but <laughs> Chad and JT did it on their podcast, so I think it's fine. No, go ahead. They were saying Joe Rogan gets like 100,000 listens or something per episode. Like It's probably more than that now. I but, don't know. But back, in, back then, I was like, if you guys, if you're a listener, like you you continuously listen, give us a sh- feel free to write a review. Give yeah. us a shout out. Tell your friends. We want to spread our message. Like, it's not like, like, I'm not going to be upset if we don't get a lot of listeners, but it makes me happy to see people enjoying things that I make. Yeah. It's, things that we make. That's why our YouTube videos that have like 80 views, but there was that one that had like 301 plus views. And that made me joyous inside. Yeah. So. It's still 300 people. And that's, that's, that's cool. Like that's just an awesome thing. Yeah. And makes you feel good. Makes you feel famous a little bit. Yeah. And for all of you people out there that again, listen week in week out, we appreciate you. And that's, that's pretty much all I got. That's my message, dude. This has been questions of love. Part two. Any closing words, Drew? I love you guys. We love you guys. Tune in next week for episode 18.